This is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. My name is Megan. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a single mom of four young kids. I'm a comedian, an improv trainer, an author. I just do a lot of different types of things. And as I've been going through life, I just really uh, like to share stories and meet people and find connections um, of cool people doing awesome things all around me every day. And so this is a podcast where we're going to be kind of all over the board. Sometimes it'll be about personal growth. Sometimes there might be some professional strategies that I've learned that I would love to share. Uh, And just my perspective on a lot of different things in life. Um, So join me, Megan Bryant, and keep in mind that we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. In this episode, I talk a little bit about building our own stages, figuratively and literally, to accomplish uh, particularly some of the things that we want to in our professional life as well as touching on different seasons and stages of our individual lives. And a shout out to those connections that we come across who help us make those things happen. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, coming to you again from my backyard for this episode. I um, have a couple more minutes again where I've got my littlest one napping. Uh, The other three kids are eating some snacks, watching uh, one of our favorite shows, The Regular Show. Uh, Hilarious, if you have not seen it. Um, It's so funny when kids are watching things and they, like, identify who they are in the show. Um, If you're familiar with it, um, (laughs) they they say that um, I'm Benson. I'm Benson, um, who is the boss, and he is a gumball machine, and he... It gets kind of ragey sometimes. <laughs> and for some reason, they actually think that that's some sort of a compliment, and they really like Benson, so I'm going to take it as a compliment. Anyway, I'm out here in the yard and just appreciating um, this beautiful, sunny Mother's Day. Um, got my bare feet, just feeling the grass below my feet, feeling the heat of the sunshine and appreciating nature and all this beautiful um, life that is around me. Um, Today's episode is going to talk about uh, my perspective on building our own stages. It's something that we really have to do um, figuratively and literally, um, in my case, where I uh, actually have to create opportunities for my own performances sometimes. But as I'm walking around in my yard and noticing in this cute little rental house that I plopped into when I had to move really a lot quicker than I had anticipated after my divorce, um, like much quicker, months quicker, um, and, and I'm so delighted um, to have just this perfect fit. Obviously, there's some of those stresses of, uh, of being um, reliant on my own creativity and my own ability to produce things, um, to make a living at it and to provide for four young kids. Uh, it's a little bit overwhelming sometimes. Um, there was a special treat though. When we moved into this house, I started to look around as we got settled and I moved in, in October of 2017. So as the season had changed, we were coming into It was fall time coming into winter when we moved in and it wasn't until several months later when the dust was settling and I was 
looking around and noticed all the cool things that were happening at my house. Um, whoever lived here before was into gardening. Um, so there's strawberries planted and rhubarb and like five different types of mint plants. And in the backyard, there's two trees. And we couldn't figure out exactly what they were at first, but we knew they were fruit trees. And at first they looked like apricots. And then in time, they grew to be delicious um, juicy peaches and so now I'm here for the second season of summertime in this house and so watching the tree then go through the full cycle and looking at it um, right now and seeing the strong crusty sturdy branches and how rigid and um, rough the bark feels and yet on each of these little branches these little sprigs comes bursting out of all the little nooks um, these gorgeous little curly green really soft dainty leaves they just burst through and start to grow their own fruit and the peach tree just does its thing it knows what it needs to do it knows that its deliverable is going to be a peach and that's what it's going to produce and it's not in competition with the strawberries in the front yard. Um, I grew tomatoes last year too, which was super fun. There was way too many. Um, and I actually tried my hand at making fried green tomatoes while they were still green and they were delicious. Um, and it's so remarkable to see um, nature and to really compare that to life. Uh, like, like I said, this is being recorded on Mother's Day, and um, this weekend I was treated to several different plants as gifts and bouquets of flowers, and I think flowers are gorgeous um, on their own. They're so unique and vibrant individually, um, and together I love to get a bouquet that has different types of flowers, bright yellows, pinks, purples. Um, all the different shapes of the petals, the different um, configuration of how they bloom. And some of them, like these, the, the prettiest um, bundles, will sometimes have those little, um, you know, like the long strands of the grass and the little baby's breath things and all those um, different kind of what are the fillers, yet they're no less important to actually really beautify um, the cluster. So as a collective, it becomes, I think, even more beautiful. So when I'm referencing building a stage, um, in the very literal sense, years ago when I started in comedy in 2006, um, I started with a troupe and we had a venue. We would get to show up at this place where there was already a stage and we'd have shows every Friday and Saturday and we just could invite people and ta-da, we had this place to perform. Well, not too long after I started with that troupe, that business closed their doors, unfortunately. I had made these really great friends and I loved improv um, and had no intention of quitting it. And so after a little bit of time had passed, one of my friends, he worked for a golf course and they asked if some of us would come and perform for their holiday party. And so we did. Um, five of us got together and we're like, oh yeah, we could still totally do this. There's no reason not to, but we don't have a stage. So what do we do? But, 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 Ugh, there came the yeah buts. So then instead of staying stuck in this rut, the improvisers that we are decided, well, let's just create our own troupe. And there's plenty of different venue spaces around downtown. Um, so I just started looking around, finding event space, 
and thought, okay, we know how to perform. Now we just need to find somewhere to do it. Um, and so that's what I did. I booked some venues, um, knew what I wanted the finished product to look like, uh, a comfortable, kind of a classier vibe. Like I wanted it to really feel like a place people wanted to be and just started marketing it, put together some uh, promotional things, you know, added us to all the community calendars, created posters that I hung around downtown and beyond and invited friends and family and we started putting shows on uh, about once a quarter and then sometimes even monthly and started to collaborate with other people in the community to do fundraising events and highlight charity um, organizations in conjunction with comedy shows and we just built the stages and then I started to recognize oh this is like what you can do in life um, any entrepreneur, hopefully a good one, would know that's exactly what we're all doing. We're building our own stages. Um, sometimes, though, I have felt like I didn't necessarily deserve to be on the stage. Or maybe it was selfish of me to shine, shine a spotlight on myself. I really have been hung up with that actually for quite a few years and I'm just finally stepping out of that frame of mind where I would get really down on myself and be like, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not funny enough. Maybe I'm not going to connect with the audience the way that I would like to. And because I'm like such a super sensitive, um, very empathetic person and I cry a lot, um, I've questioned my own abilities as a comedian. Um, and, and in fact, have really stifled myself in general with feeling like um, I didn't know exactly where I fit in. Because I could build my own stages, but I was not often asked to be on other people's stages. Um, with the exception of some different types of speaking gigs, uh, like a great organization that's based here in Boise, Idaho, but they do some really cool um, larger scale productions uh, called Women Ignite, run by uh, a dear friend of mine, Shelly G. And of course, um, when people like that step in and allow me to be on their beautiful stages, it's, it's amazing. And I certainly need help in building, um, literally building stages, um, some incredible resources that I've been blessed to have in my life to help me bring those dreams to a reality. There's a really weird bird situation out here. I don't know if you can hear that thing squawking. That's why I like being outside. You can hear the birds and the, the, all the sounds of nature and the world just existing around us. It's so peaceful. Um, and in general, though, I feel like I've had a hard time plugging in to be like, where exactly do I fit? I feel really out of place in a comedy club sometimes. I just don't have an interest or time to just be down at open mics. And traditionally, to be a comedian who's going to be on the club scene, you have to spend a lot of time at the open mics to hone in on your material, to like earn your stripes, to be able to work your way up to hosting and then featuring and then maybe someday headlining. And the path I took was very different um, because I did start to learn how to speak and be funny and do my comedy that's sort of like a hybrid of improv and stand-up and storytelling and lots of goofy act-outs and, and, and and it's very me it's just my different style and so sometimes I feel a little bit um, out of place with things and um, so building my own stage was something that I felt like I had to do because I didn't know if I belonged on anyone else's stages and it's not I just don't get that invitation a whole lot especially on comedy shows it's very very infrequent that I get 
invited to be on other people's shows and that's kind of been something that's hurt my feelings um, for a lot of years and wondering like why don't I fit in with the community and what like why wouldn't maybe it's really because I'm not funny that they don't feel like I would be a good addition to their show or whatever I get obviously I get in my head about those types of things so years ago um, I may have mentioned this on a prior podcast and you'll probably hear about it again but I had organized a big huge festival here in town Idaho Laugh Fest Um, back in 2014 was the first year and for four years I dedicated so much time a bunch of money from my own savings account initially wrangled a bunch of really amazing community sponsors which I'm so grateful for um, to put on a multi-day multi-venue dozens of comics um, multiple times of types of comedy festival a celebration of laughter I thought I am not in a position as a young mother with young children in a questionably stable marriage at the time. I didn't know exactly what the outcome would be with that. I just knew I was really struggling to find my place, even under my own roof. Um, I knew what I could deliver though was stages and bring people together to laugh. I know how much um, improv and performance and watching other comedians and funny movies and stupid memes, I know how much that laughter um, helps me on a daily basis and so that was going to be my contribution to my community. Boise, Idaho is such a town for uh, community gatherings and festivals and I volunteered at so many things growing up over the years. Um, I just knew it would be something that everyone would delight in and so I built these stages. I pictured in my mind what I wanted the end product to be. I pictured our historic Egyptian theater on show night of our main headliner. I pictured it full. I pictured what it would feel like for the spotlight to get out and host. Um, I just really had to see that vision and then kind of reverse engineer to figure out what parts did I actually need. My biggest regret is that I took all this time and put all of this heart into it and I didn't hardly step out on the stages myself. I also did not teach any of the workshops, the improv workshops or storytelling, and we had podcasting and um, filmmaking and acting, and every year we had all these different offerings and family-friendly events and all sorts of things, and I very enthusiastically chose all these comedians who were willing to come on their own dollar in many cases to come to our, our town and to perform and to be part of this community and my own local friends who I love and respect and admire, and I gave them these platforms to be able to share their talents and to connect with the community and build their business and their personal brands. And I wish I had stepped a little bit more into that playtime because I think um, looking back, um, I built all those stages kind of with the intent of utilizing them and thinking there would be a little bit more of an advantage to that. And it turned out to take a little bit of a different um, direction. I'm still grateful for it for a lot of the things that I learned. Um, it makes me question what exactly do I categorize as a success? We had tons of people show up. By the fourth year, we were uh, right around 3,500 3, attendees between all the different events um, over the course of the weekend and great um, involvement with sponsorships and all those different things that really, um, to me, felt like, like a success. It showed that you could take an idea and turn it into a thing. For me, that was a, a success. At home, I was being told otherwise, that it was really actually coming at quite a large cost 
uh, financially and time-wise and emotionally and other things that uh, really tripped me up in questioning um, my purpose in life, my purpose in uh, my pursuit of um, a career in comedy and performance. Um, and yet, here I am again. I can't get away from building the stages. What I have learned to shift my mindset on was that it is okay and in fact I have to utilize the stages I build the platforms that I use like that's what we all get to do we can jump on any social media account decide what we want to look like how we want to um, present ourselves and boom we are that we can be that just that easy um, and we can figure out what kind of a voice we want to use what types of messaging do we want to share with the world are we using that as a positive influence um, or are we using it with a, a resentful negative energy um, so there's been a lot of self-discovery in determining how to build a platform and then to go ahead and use it I think that um, a lot of times I get a little tripped up on the scope of the reach um, we get a little bit too obsessed with the number of likes that we get on things or how we are comparing to other people exactly like how I would get with my comedy to be like oh man I don't know how to deliver jokes like that I don't have that kind of a dry delivery or I don't have that kind of a um, sarcastic or um, some of the <coughs> different styles that people have because um, I've really just restricted myself in a lot of ways um, to sort of, I guess in some ways, um, save face for where I was at, being an active Mormon until just recently, um, being uh, a married woman and trying to make sure that I um, was not overstepping boundaries there and feeling like I was not okay to be who I was um, on stage or really in real life either for a while there. And so that brings us like to present day where I'm in the process of actively kind of resetting um, these stages. Um, my, I'm, it's almost like I'm starting the next life, the next season, uh, the next phase of Megan. Um, and it's kind of exciting. So I have my, my home that I get to look around. I get to build it to be whatever I want it to be. I am very clear on the morals and integrity and spirituality that I want to have very present in my home. Um, the focus on family, the time that we spend together, the projects that we do together, um, having them involved with some of the hard work of cleaning up and um, their toys and pulling weeds. And yeah, you can open that. Dinner. No, that's okay. You can have it. Here, let me help you. Please hold. Please hold. Do you have those? Okay, please just don't spill it all over the house. Mom said I could have. Uh, that was my four-year-old wanting to have a snack of white cheddar popcorn. Um, but having my kids included, showing them how to work hard, bringing them to my shows... Um, showing, I've taken my kids along to mic checks when I've emceed galas. I've taken them um, anytime there's something that is um, kid appropriate, uh, which obviously I can't take them into a, a bar or whatever, but um, I want them to see how you get to create things, how you get to take an idea and create something. Um, before I wrap this up, I want to give just another example of 
really putting um, these this into action. Uh, a few months ago, I had um, been asked by a company, a lady that was for working for a company that I actually did an improv training for. It's called Salt Company, S-A-A-L-T. Actually, you can find them. I encourage you to follow them on social media at S-A-A-L-T-C-O um, because she runs a great company. There's a couple of gals. It is a company that makes menstrual cups. Um, and it's so amazing to see in their case, they saw this need of, um, creating a product that would cut down on the, uh, waste and stuff that we are putting down our pipes and into the landfills and something that is like, we know what they're made out of. They are non-toxic that we are sticking up into our person, um, for these, um, monthly periods that we almost all have as women, right? And I thought, this is really, really something special because they came to me after doing the team building event and asked me about possibly doing something for a high school troop. There was two students that were interested and knew about improv. And I was like, well, okay, let's talk about it. So what would that look like? So we had a uh, FaceTime call and I said, here's what you need to do. Find out how many people are interested we will meet together at the school. We can lay out exactly what it looks like to go from an idea to putting on a show. And that was exactly what we did. Um, it was pretty amazing to watch it unfold. We had 17 different students um, who I expected it would just be a group of friends that showed up. And it turned out that a lot of them didn't even know each other. They came together to do an improv club met and made new friends at their own school, at a big school where they didn't know each other. And within a couple of months, just a handful of rehearsals, some focus on learning some of these skills of yes and, suspending that judgment, making each other look better on stage. Some of those is really core principles of improv. And we made it happen. We sat down in the first class and I was like, okay, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to have a show? Do you just want to do this for fun? What's it going to look like? They wanted a show. So we assigned someone to go book the, the theater to um, what are we going to do with tickets? What are we going to do? Is it all you know family friendly? How do we actually organize the games that we do? Um, what is our uniform going to be like? Which of course ended up being my uh, custom Yes Sandwich t-shirts in their high school colors. Um, and just within a matter of months, they all came together with a common goal. And to watch them last night to perform with my two oldest kids in the audience, it was so much fun. They did so amazing. They trusted each other. They trusted themselves in the moment. They just, uh, it just blew me away. And then for my children to be there and to watch, um, and to see their mom on stage and, and my oldest very much feels like I'm on the right path and he gives me that validation that he thinks that what I do in serving other people by trying to spread happiness and to make people laugh and to make other people feel loved and welcome and not judged with my work. He's just like, that's the coolest job ever. And so he was reading to me the little thank you note um, from the students of these really special tender uh, thoughts that they were sharing um, about how it had changed their, their lives. One of them said the, the last few weeks of her schooling have been some of the best weeks of her life. And another student said, 
that he would ride a Komodo dragon into battle for me. <laughs> I think it's pretty much the sweetest thing uh, maybe anyone's ever said to me. Um, and it worked. We took an idea and we made it a thing. These students wanted to learn how to perform an art and they wanted to be on a stage and we made a stage and they did it. And it's just, sometimes it's just that simple. Sometimes we overthink it or we hesitate too much. One of the kids afterwards came to me and he's like, this turned out so much better than I thought it would. He was very much a yeah butter. In fact, I think my next episode is going to be about yeah butting versus yes anding because he's very much a yeah butter and I noticed that our first rehearsal and it's kind of the the doubting Thomas the whole time and he came to me afterward and he was like that was so much better than I thought it was he's like it's really amazing how it just came together and it flowed and the energy was up and we were all supporting each other and of course I was just sitting there you know trying not to cry all over these high school students um, because they get it they could see exactly how to take an idea a thought and make it into a thing and to share it with others and they were so grateful and excited for their family and friends who came oh, it was just the best you guys um, so to uh, wrap it up here there's just so much room for all of us to be successful in a lot of different ways however you define success yes I'm still working hard to figure out how to have a very sustainable financial platform with all of the things that I do. Some paychecks are awesome, some are not so much. Um, Some are non-existent. Um, And yet, what I'm doing with my work, I feel is in my heart what, what I'm meant to do. The way that I'm meant to move through this life and to connect other people in the way that I know how with the skill set I've been given and it's not a competition and no one owes me anything no one has to give me a stage I get to do whatever I need to to provide those opportunities for myself and I get to be hopefully in this way of sharing and collaborating with people in the community um, become a bouquet of flowers with these people we bring all our talents together and we pull it off so that same company that I mentioned the salt company um, they ended up sponsoring the high school the high school's program and it was super fun to also be able to make a couple of jokes about menstruation in front of a family-friendly audience and point out that when people clenched I'm like this is why we have a problem We don't talk about these things as if they're normal, and then suddenly we have weird things in life. Like, I grew up in a household with five women, including me, and we called tampons candy bars for some reason. Like, we wouldn't just call them tampons. I don't know why. Uh, But it was really a a kind of a cool thing to see everything working together. For the people who um, brought me into that opportunity to work with the students, to then step up and help support it um, financially uh, to cover the costs of our uniforms, and to be there um, as sort of additional support. And really, I thought it was very fitting, especially on Mother's Day weekend, because none of us would exist without the cycles that women have, the procreative, is that the right word? Powers that we have that are 
driven by these natural things that occur within our bodies. So I said something about that in front of the, the audience. It's like, not, we're all uncomfortable about talking about periods, and yet none of us would even be here if we didn't have a mom who is allowing the biology of her own body to function properly. So let's celebrate these different ways to manage it uh, in a healthy, sustainable way. So anyway, there's a plug they didn't even know they were going to get. Uh, so if you check them out, you can give them a little shout out to the I Hardly Know Her podcast uh, for talking about periods. Uh, but a shout out to all the all the moms out there, hardworking entrepreneurs, uh, all of the, well, it doesn't even have to be entrepreneurs, mothers, and honestly, women in general, um, we get to have this really incredible built-in uh, ability to nurture those around us. I have very dear friends uh, of all ages um, and different backgrounds and whatever um, of very strong women. And I rely on that for mothering beyond my own amazing mother and my role as a mother, you know, like the literal sense, um, but also just having strong women um, working together. We are all these different beautiful things in nature and we get to stand independently growing in our own seed, our own purpose. Our, some of us are peach trees and some of us are rhubarb and some of us are the long little shards of grass that <laughs> make the bouquet look even fancier uh, when given as a gift. Um, and together we all just get to be part of this huge um, tapestry of human nature and I think that that's wonderful. There's room for all of us to succeed. There's room for all of us to bloom and grow in our season and not be in competition with each other and to look for ways to be collaborative. And when someone builds a stage for themselves, man, let them have that spotlight. Applaud them in that moment for what they're doing, what they're trying to become, the way they're sharing their stories and having their voice discovered on their own journey. Um, Let's shine lights on each other's stages and work together to grow together um, and to not feel guilty as individuals to step into those spotlights that are supposed to be for us. Whether we build those stages or we get to share stages with other people, we get to, we get to do, we need to do that. We are born to do these things and, and to have our, our success in all the different ways that it will be. Um, so, I don't know. Was something in there? I don't, need, I don't know. I feel good. I think I'm sunburned. I've been pacing my backyard here for a little bit, and now I'm going to go shift gears before I get to go spend time with all the wonderful uh, family in my life. Um, I have a, a, just a, a whole slew of awesome women in my immediate family, um, my sisters and sisters-in-law and my mother, and I'm even so grateful for uh, my former in-laws of, um, from my married side. They are uh, still uh, precious examples of, um, of life and, and nurturing and connection and s still such a vital part of my experience. And so thank you to all of the women in, in the world and I wish you all a happy Mother's Day. Thanks for listening to I Hardly Know Her. 
just remember, you guys, we don't have to be a big deal to do big things.